Hockey's back. It's been long four months. Leaves are back. Contracts on. We're gonna talk about sports. Hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast. We're talking about some leaf stuff. Um, yeah. Get into the hockey. This. Yeah, the hockey's back. The Canadian in us is ready to fire it up. Um, we are insanely excited. Uh, it feels like it's been forever. It's been a long off season, and we'll get into that. But uh, I mean, with the Leafs being as exciting as they are these days, you know, you just can't wait for October to roll around and for the bud, the buds to get back on the, the buds, ice. The buds, the yeah. buds, yeah. Yeah, you listen to the Bottle Bud uh, <laughs> podcast here. That's the name we're trying out. It's like the six one, but hey, buds um, all day. <laughs> I feel like I tweet about the Leafs the entire summer anyway so it's it's not uh, even yeah, like yeah. it's not even like that big of a difference now that hockey's actually starting it's now I I talk about stuff that is like actually relevant like who's playing on the fourth line uh, <laughs> see last year I would say most of the summers my amount of tweets goes down because there's uh, nothing that big but uh, last summer with the Tavares signing I remember being very amped and just going on and on about he's a former general he's on the Leafs now <laughs> and uh, this summer uh, this summer I guess was a little quiet as well I mean uh, you could constantly quote tweet Darren Drager tweets about uh, the oh. Marner negotiations or make comments about Mr. Marner there or right. did uh, you say did you say Darren Drager or Paul Oh, you know, they're <laughs> one and one is the same. So uh, that was basically the weekly basis of uh, all right. What's Darren? What's Darren got to say? Yeah. After a while, you're just like, well, it's he's literally said nothing new. Right. So we're not going to talk about contracts though today. Oh, we're we're going to try to avoid it the entire time, if we can. Um, let's uh, let's talk about the first uh, the the feelings in your body after Game Seven last year. I don't know if anyone remembers what happened but uh it wasn't uh, it wasn't good <laughs> i'm trying compared to two years ago when they lost to boston this year i think i just felt like dead inside like it was literally just this like empty feeling i remember just going for a car right after the game and being like i'm just gonna go for a drive like, <laughs> you cried probably oh, i did <laughs> i went to i think i just went over to timmy's and grabbed a coffee and just <laughs> you just drove around i was just not happy I think it was this, just more this season was the feeling like they could have based on the roster they had right. and just the way that Game 7 played out with you know the minutes being passed around. and Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just a lot more frustrating, I would say. I found the, the most heartbreaking thing for me was actually Game 6. Um, oh yeah. And partly because I went and I didn't want to go because I know that I'm I can be bad luck. So <laughs> I was like, I shouldn't go to this stupid game. I shouldn't drop all this money. Um, but I paid up and I went and uh, the I think Riley opened the scoring oh, that yeah. game and I was like, I literally almost lost my voice celebrating that first goal. And I was like, oh my god, they're, <laughs> they're gonna do it. Like I yeah. skipped my family Easter because I was like, this is gonna happen today. And then uh, all that stuff happened, and and oh, two two straight penalties, and the penalty kill just yeah. forgot. Well, I mean, you had Hyman with like yeah. a fucking torn ACL or something. I was honestly one of the. I think I was one of the last people in, in the arena 
on that day because like, <laughs> when the game was over, I just sat there in, in silence and they, they gave her the Leafs Forever towel and I just wrapped it around my head. <laughs> I just sat there. Allison was like, can we go now? I'm like, no, just it's it's over. The series is over now. They, they lost. She's like, but there's still game seven. I'm like, no, <laughs> there's not still game seven. It's over and I'm, and I'm pissed. So I honestly, like I had trouble watching game seven because I, I just, you just know where it's going to go after a yeah. while. And I'm like, I can't do this. Well, going again. into it, you know, the narrative from everybody in the media was like, the Leafs struggle in game seven against Boston. And you're just like, uh, oh. and everything from this playoff round started perfectly. You know, they won the game. They won game one handedly. Like they fucking kicked Boston's teeth in. They were skating faster than them. They just controlled the game. Then game two happened, and that was the game where the refs just decided to take the night off. And I remember right. that game was frustrating as hell to watch. Uh, and it's just like, it was just, <laughs> I felt like, I can't even speak about it because I'm so <laughs> still so angry. But I feel like there were so many things that that should have happened that just didn't. And like, who knows if they would have tipped the scales, but like, um, like if Freddie w- would have made a couple more stops in, in yeah, game seven, the, he was great throughout the whole series, but like game seven is just like, Oh buddy, I just need a yeah. save or two. Um, and just seeing the, the guys on the ice, like when I was at game six and, and seeing the Leafs down in that game and seeing Marlowe come over the bench with, I think 90 seconds left. Oh, I, I was, I was screaming. It doesn't make any sense. Um, when like with the games on the line, if you don't have Tavares or Matthews on the yeah. ice, like I don't know what you're doing. Which I guess brings us to the next question: Like, what did you want the Leafs to do in the offseason? We'll talk about what they did do, but what did did you want to see happen? Or maybe right after the loss, like, what were your irrational um, requests for? for what um, I mean, probably the same thing that's been like the past couple of seasons. We needed to like get stronger on D, and I think the good the good thing about this offseason was that we knew we were probably losing Hainsey unless they, for some reason, decided to sign him back. Um, Probably we're losing Gardner, which I, I know Gardner gets a bad rep, but if if you follow like the advanced stats and whatnot, then everybody will tell you that Gardner is like has been one of the Leafs' best defensemen. So right. it was kind of a double. The analytics, so, yeah, the <laughs> analytics community is Corsi and Fenwick. Yes. So losing him is kind of like a double-edged sword, but he looked hurt though. Like that that back. Oh yeah, it, it looked like it was like. And you know, going back to the Boston series, like people were. People were saying, like, even if the Leafs got past Boston, Hyman was probably out second round. Gardner, probably out too. Like, his back was, I'm pretty sure that was his injury. He was not well. um, And Dermott as well. Dermott was still hurt as well. So the Leafs weren't the healthiest team going going into that series to begin with. That even if they got further into the playoffs... And we we saw how well they did during the regular season when they lost German and Gardner for that time, mm. and we had to have Justin Hall and Martin Marinson, and they were absolutely trash. That yeah. was one of the worst months of Ugh. Leafs hockey that I've yeah. seen since the uh, was it the 2015, 2016, or t- 2016 when we had PA Parento and whatnot on the team. Like, oh, that yeah. was ugly hockey. Yeah, I just like, I mean, I have such a tough relationship with Babcock because he just. He drives me insane for, for little things. I do like him in, in some aspects, but yeah. a lot of it, I just wonder at this point, like, has he taken them as far as, as they could go? 
So I always wonder like what it would be like with a different coach. Uh, and like part of me like wonders like if they get off to a bad start this season, yeah. like would would they try to bring somebody else in and, and maybe do what St. Louis did, uh, which would be awesome. Well, how many times have recently in, have you seen the team fire a coach midseason yeah. and going to win? Uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh fired Mike, uh, Mike Johnston and right. then brought in Mike Sullivan. Right. Um, and then, yeah, you had St. Louis last year. So like making a change midseason has shown to be like a great move by coach yeah. or especially because it just like whips everybody in the shape it's like damn okay like we're not on the right track so yeah bring in a new voice and see what happens and i would just love to see that but again i i know they put so much money into babcock and i know like shanahan is probably not going to fire him for a long time i mean um, that, that's the rumor that shanny was the one that's fighting for babs's like job and right kind of saying like he should stick around but yeah I'd I buy know. that, but but I also heard with like the captaincy that Shanny wanted Matthews and Dubis and Babcock wanted Tavares, and I was like, what? Yeah, that seemed like a weird. That's why I was reading the Athletic today, so I was like, ah, I, I didn't know that that was a, a thing, but um, yeah. So I guess uh, yeah, I, I wanted something to do with Babcock, but other than that, like the defense, just uh, I just wanted. I found I just wanted people to be subtracted. Yeah, uh, I, I wasn't thinking oh. like the Leafs need to go out and get this. I was just like, maybe if we just remove these pieces, we'll get better by subtraction. And I mean, the a lot of people thought that this coming season would be the year where Marlowe somehow ended up on Robita Island. Right. So going into the offseason, you're kind of like, okay, well, will they try to get rid of Marlowe somehow right. or are they actually going to go back into another season with him? And then yeah. We saw. It sucked that they had to give up a first-round pick for that, but I think in the end it. it's worth it. And, I mean, Marlowe's not playing anywhere else right now. And I, I no. didn't expect that. Like, I, yeah. I knew he was bad for the Leafs, but I thought somebody would take a shot on him. And then as soon as the Sharks didn't, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not sure this guy's ever going to play in the NHL yeah. again. Uh, so that sucks for him. Uh, but we needed the cap space to spend on all of our kids. This will kind of segue into the big trade. But after the playoffs, did you want Kadri traded or? Jeez, uh, that's tough. I mean, I as much as I really like him because he's just been there for so long. Uh, I, I think the second suspension was was it for me. Like I was, I was kind of like that. I don't know. Like there, there's a very slim chance that they he would ever get suspended a third time in the playoff series. But you, you I said that yeah. the, f- said the first, that first time. time. So, so I, I think it was just like. Uh, maybe maybe get rid of him, but it also I I don't like trading guys when their values like low. Yeah. Um. So I was kind of like, oh, maybe we'll hold off for a little bit, and if things aren't working in the next year, then then maybe we'll drop him. But when you have like a positional strength like that at at center, um, you kind of have to trade one of them. And obviously, it's not going to be Maddie or, yeah. or JT. So like, I was okay with the thought of trading him. I didn't. I don't. Didn't want to trade him as much as like a lot of people did. We're like, he has to go if they oh, have yeah. any chance. But um, I mean, I wasn't sad when I learned that he wasn't coming back. I definitely did not want him traded. Like I was, a, I was a big fan of Kadri. Um, I mean, the suspensions were pretty pretty shitty to have to go through two seasons in a row with him. But I love the way he played, and I I thought he his style of hockey on the team was something that. You know the guys like Matthews and Tavares and Marner don't bring, and, right? Um, just, he just like he doesn't like he doesn't have he doesn't know where the line is or like when the game gets intense he's just like screw it I'm defending my yeah. team honor I'm like no <laughs> don't do it but he does like he has that tenacity that like nobody else does and I guess you could team. say too that you saw the big thing going into the season when we got Tavares was oh my god like we're gonna be like 
so strong down the middle and you know we're gonna have the best uh, uh top nine in the league and you kind of saw that Kadri was not meant as a third liner. Right. He, yeah, he's better than that. Yeah. So I think based on the trade, I think he's going to finally kind of come back into his own or what he was previously right. when he was scoring like 30, 30 something goals with the Leafs, but I think like that that is that trade is is going to benefit both teams like really well. Like the fact that Kadri now gets to slide in behind McKinnon. Um, on the yeah. second line as a center like that that's huge for him like he'll probably score 30 goals um and it also like it helps out their lineup because as good as colorado is their lineup is not very good after that first line uh, um like it's okay um i think they got what jost jost on the second line I, with, who's with on Kadri. their first line i think they go landis cog <laughs> mckinnon, McKinnon and oh my god so they just like they go like crazy on the first yeah. line and then the rest the rest of the lineup is not that deep um, which is, I mean, does I guess it doesn't really matter. And McKinnon looked like he was on another planet in the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is which is nuts. So I think that trade works out well for them. But from the Leafs' perspective, you get Tyson Berry, who is pretty much like almost like a right-handed J- uh, Jake Gardner. Yeah, like very similar player. Um, and like they they didn't have to pay that much for him. Like no, because Colorado, Colorado ate half of his salary. Right, which is I- amazing. Like yeah. I don't I don't know very how they fortunate. pulled that off. And then the Kerfoot signing, you're basically getting, like, no, he's not as good as Kadri, but he's, like, what, three or four years younger, and with the cap hit is about a million dollars cheaper. I will take that. Um, That's the one thing that I'm having, like, it's so early in the season, so you haven't really seen enough of Kerfoot yet, but even last night when I was watching the game, I mean, they were down early in the game, and nothing seemed to be working in that first period, and immediately I'm thinking, damn, like, I wish I wish Kadri was here. Like it feels like we're missing right. something, and then eventually the the rest of the guys pulled their shit together. But I need to I need to see a few, maybe like a month or two more of Kerfoot just to see what he brings that's different than Kadri. And I think it's going right. to be more just defensively responsible. Um, I, I I think he's his his stats with Colorado weren't terrible. Yeah, so they're, like he's, they're fine. He's, he's like serviceable. Yeah, I just like. My question is like I have no idea how that third line is going to blend because you have what well, you have Kerfoot right and then yeah. I think Mikheyev Mikheyev and, and then is more on the other side yeah. so you got like three guys who like well two that are completely new to the system and one that was in it for like twenty five games plus playoffs yeah um so you're like really rolling the dice there's obviously a language barrier too um so I don't know what's going to happen with that line I think if it does click I'm sure it'll be great but yeah. there's going to be some major growing pains. Uh, yeah, I don't know enough about Kerfoot yet to even like pass judgment. Some people say he's going to be good, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, sure, but um, yeah. But I, I actually found watching the game last night that um, I noticed not having Jake Gardner the most because yeah. the D looked so different without him. Because mm. um, I'm just used to having that like guy on the left side that moves the puck really well, and now that, that doesn't really exist. You kind of have Tyson Berry doing it on the right side. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I didn't notice that I didn't see Kadri last night. M- maybe just because, like, Matthews took over so much that it was like you forget that there was anything else happening in the game. The thing I noticed about the D was 
there was a lot less grenades up the <laughs> yes. up the ice yes. going all right stretch pass <laughs> fuck icing <laughs> yeah. actually no i didn't notice it it was just on the other side of the ice coming from ottawa's end because ron handy was throwing bombs <laughs> yeah. up the ice the exact same yeah get also. him while you're hot boys <laughs> so it's in the shot attempts like when handy or, or zeitz were on the ice last night we're so like 35 18 <laughs> or something insane uh, which i mean predictable um but yeah, like uh, I, I love the uh, Kerfoot should be fine. I, I really am looking forward to see what happens with with Barry. He's going to make the exact same mistakes that Jake did all yeah. the time that people like lost their minds over. And I, I'm just preparing myself. Last night was sick when he did that like, his assist, spinorama. His assist to yeah, Micaiah on that spinorama. Yeah. I saw like later that night people were like, when was the last time you've seen a defenseman do this? And I was like, I swear Jake Gardner used to do that. Yeah, like, he did spin, it literally all the time, moves. just like, on the other side of the ice. Like, yeah. I don't really know. Um, yeah, the people just hate Jake. Yeah. But I think, like, eventually, like, Tyson Berry will get similar, um, will face similar heat, like, when they realize, like, oh, he actually has these awful defensive gaps, yeah. too. Uh, it's just last night, you know, he was pretty shiny. Uh, I still don't know what. Uh, I, no, I, I really like that trade, and I think that that is a a win win for both sides. It's just mm-hmm. going to take some time. I have no idea what's going to happen when Barry's contract is up, um, or uh, Muzzin's contract is it's up. It's going to be a, or CC's yeah. contract is up, oh, CC or Dermot's contract is up. Shoot CC into the fucking sun. Like. <laughs> That's a. I guess uh, let's go into that one. That uh, so the Leafs basically they get rid of of their biggest problems. They get rid of Zaitsev. They get rid of Hainsey. They get rid of Brown. They get rid of Marlowe. Um, everything is is sound is seeming great, and then in Cody CC comes back in the trade, and everyone's kind of like, ah, don't worry, like the Leafs yeah. aren't gonna hold on to him. Like he's he's terrible with analytics. Of course he's awful, so they're not <laughs> holding on to him. And the Leafs sign him to a one year four point yeah. five million dollar uh, deal, and you're like, they're gonna trade him before opening night. Everything's gonna be fine. And now he's lining up beside Morgan Riley. Yeah, <laughs> that was an interesting trade because. We got rid of a lot of problems, but we brought in Ottawa's problems, which in hindsight, you're like, we're bringing in a shittier team's problems, which right. is great. Har- ben Harper is trash. I was really worried he was going to be in the Oh my God. The way, way like the, the quotes from Mike Babcock right. after oh, like, some of the player. training camp stuff. Good player. Great good player. person. <laughs> yeah. Good person. And like, that's oh all my God. Ben Harper is going to be on like, you know, the third he, he plays a sandpaper, so... Uh, yeah, I'm glad that he's not playing, but Cody CC is just, uh, I, he wasn't too bad last night, but in the first period, he was just like a, a mess. Um, and when he got, when they traded for him, like I knew like the people were like really down on him and I was like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe Dubas see something that he, other people don't see. And he thinks that CC can come into the leaf system and play well. And I did in the, like the preseason games. I didn't notice anything bad about CC. It wasn't like there were games where I was like, "Wow, they completely lost this game because CC screwed up," or plays are dying on this guy's stick. And then last night was when the f- first time I noticed, and it was literally the twenty five seconds in when he just got like beat in front of the net by Brady Kachuk, and I was like, "Right, this looks awful." Like there's there's Zaitsev who we had last year who was always getting beat in front of the net or behind the net and now we got CC who's doing the exact same thing I was yeah. there's there's no way I don't think that CC will be in the top four when the playoffs start I uh, pray that when Dermot comes back he takes CC's yeah. spot and yeah that would be I guess Marinson comes out and CC goes to where Marinson I don't know yeah oh god I have no idea uh um, Marty Marinson didn't look bad last night I'll say that like 
but he's, he's already out for Friday. They're already oh yeah, because yeah. they want to. Uh, but uh, yeah, I thought I based on what I saw, he, he seemed okay, uh, and he's really good on the penalty kill because uh, he just has a huge stick and he just you know <laughs> what, smacks it around. But um, and he gets to be with Sandine, and yeah, and Sandine is going to get him out of a lot of trouble. Which uh, same for CC, like Riley is going to be able to carry your dead weight. Like, yeah, he, he's done it for. Five six years, <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, Cody, that that's some real dead weight. So uh, I hope he can do it. Uh, I guess the only partner, the, the partnership that doesn't seem too too weird is Muzzin and Barry. But mm-hmm. it's just like wild to like that. that that's going to be the number one pair, and then they're both UFO. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen there, but I really like Muzzin. Though he had a few plays last night that I saw where I was like. Oh God, where where is this going? But other times where where he's looking feisty and he's yeah. getting into it and he's moving the puck, and I'm like, okay, okay. Um, they all have like goods and bads about them, and it's just going to be like watching that go as the as the season goes by. And I will say it's interesting when you mentioned that Marinson's already out for Friday because I'm actually I don't know if it's just Babs changing his way with that and. He's now going to actually play those press box guys instead of just letting them sit and be like, well, they'll get in when there's an injury. Well, and that's because Justin Hall is going to be playing on Friday. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which, good for him. At least you're getting get seeing the ice early on. Yeah, I just like, uh, yeah, I don't know because like if you have those guys in the press box and you don't play them for so long, they can't make an impact when they play yeah. because it's been three months and and they're just not going to be up to speed. Yeah, it doesn't matter how how hard they skate in practice. Um, so it's nice that he's changing that. So you got Hall replacing Marinson, which means we got Sandy and, and Hall as a pair for one night, which I'm super into. <laughs> uh, I feel like all like Marley's fans are fired right oh, yeah. up about that. Um, Who's coming on forward? Is it Agostino? Uh, no. So when they sent down Lilligren, they called up Patan. Oh, so Patan is replacing Babs uh, favorite. Patan's replacing Timoshov, which honestly I wonder if this. So this fourth line, so and Spezza is replacing uh, oh, Shore. Yeah. I bet. feel like this is what the fourth line was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like all through the preseason, it looked like Goche, Spezza, and Patan, and then randomly they sent down Patan, and randomly didn't play Spezza last night, and I was like. I, is this like a cap thing? Like uh, it was so it was so bizarre because it, it based on the play of all those players, it made no sense that the scratches were going to be Spezza and, and Patan. Um, I I don't really know. Uh, I don't know how do you feel about that. Um, I mean, I was I was shocked. Timoshov Timoshov made the roster to begin with. So right. um, was I don't Patan wasn't sent down though, was he? Because he was in the press box last night. So I'm thinking. I think he was still with the team at least, or maybe he was. Just I up. think they sent him to the Marlins because yeah. I think he had to go. I think he went on waivers, uh, which is wild. Um, I think yeah, I think they did, which is so weird. I I just hope that Babs gives him a chance because he's mm. this training camp and preseason. It looked, seemed like he was actually fighting, fighting to keep a spot on the roster. And I, did and you like, hear all that shit about Babs like yelling at him at practice and being like, "What are you even doing here?" and like just giving it to him? <laughs> I didn't hear that, oh, God, but I'm like, not surprised. I don't. He was really hard on Patan. I don't get like what the guy has done to I, to deserve. This. All I remember about Patan is from his World Junior days when he was with Canada, and he like I think he scored like a hat trick or something, and his mom came down and threw a threw a hat on the ice. Right, and then and then he just kind of was pushed to the side in Winnipeg. Yeah, but I mean he's a good little player. Like for a guy on the fourth line, I 
definitely rather have him there. Yeah, I'd like to see what that fourth line does. I, I'm I'm shocked that the goat is still kicking, but I, he had a great preseason. The goat, he looked good last night too. Yeah, and, and he yeah, scored. Pre- yeah, oh yeah, in the preseason he looked good as well. And I was like, goat seemed like he did a little extra training this summer. Like, yeah, he well, like you see all his Instagram posts. He was in like Spain and Italy, just oh, drinking yeah? all the wine and eating all the pasta. <laughs> <laughs> he goes back. He's like, I'm gonna baby. take a fourth round. Gonna keep that fourth line roll. <laughs> uh, amazing. He just like keeps going. He keeps surprising me. Like because I still am not convinced that he's an NHL player, but f- for some reason every. It's Every still he, not a. It's he, still not a good draft pick by the Leafs. You don't no. want your your first round pick to uh, pan out to be a fourth line player like that. No, not for good. sure. Yeah, but I mean, hey, he's a he's a serviceable fourth fourth liner. At yeah, least, so I'm excited to see what happens with Spezza. Like, obviously, Babcock doesn't like him. That is, uh, and that's and we know that if Babcock doesn't like you. You're probably screwed. <laughs> I don't know what that you can do to turn Babcock around. Babcock not liking a veteran player is very strange. Like I don't right. know what Spezza did. Like, I know. He de- I guess he doesn't like veteran players that are skilled. He likes th- he likes them like I, I don't even know. Spezza's like I mean he's skilled, but like he's he's a very good like I would say he's defensive minded center. Like yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't say he's... What was that quote from Babs like early on? Yeah, we're just trying to decide if uh, we're interested in him and if he's interested in playing for us. So I'm like, what? How can you... (laughs) After like one practice, how can you throw in that shape? They they panned up to the press box last night and you could see Jason Spezza looking down and just looked... He looked terrible. Like just first home game or home opener and his first time coming back home to Toronto and he's sitting there in the press box. It was just like he's at the end of professional. He's at the end of his career. He signed for literally the lowest amount of money that you can make um, in the NHL. Didn't take any bonuses like performance bonuses or anything and just wants to come and play for his hometown team and they can't even (laughs) trust him for the, (laughs) the opener against one of the worst teams in hockey. Um, I don't, I don't understand it. Like, uh, back was like, well, he's got to practice the PK some more. And I'm like, oh, everybody has to practice. Yeah. You just hired a new coach for the yeah. penalty kill. Everyone needs to know it. Like, there's no way that Nick Shore knows it more than, <laughs> <laughs> than Spezza. So, uh, yeah, that, I just seemed so stupid. And on a day when we should have been talking about the captaincy all day, it turned into everyone on Twitter just talking about the fourth line and Spezza yeah. and Babcock and if there was some if this was some screw you to do this and it was like this could have been avoided this didn't need yeah. to happen but yeah. he just did it anyways because he's Babcock just like the Mike Medano stuff in Detroit oh, like I don't get why he does those things um, but moving on from that uh, the captaincy how do you feel about that uh, well I'm a big Tavares supporter so right. I am a hundred percent behind that move and then just the whole. The blueprint thing they showed, the behind the scenes, yeah. I thought that was perfect. That was that was sick. I my own, I my only other choice would have been Riley, and I was really it was between Riley and Tavares for me. And mm. um, it's funny because you hear so much. Uh, there was so much talk about Matthews, and and I didn't understand that because to me he just he doesn't seem like a captain. Like it seems like one of those things that would be forced on him. Like, yeah, you're like the best with player. McDavID and and Eichel, like all these guys that they shouldn't be captains, but their team doesn't have any other good players, so they have to be the captain. It would have been to me that would be like a house league hockey rule where you just give the seat to your best player and you're like, Well, I mean right. he's the guy that you see on the score sheet all the time, so yeah. give it to him. Which doesn't make sense. I, I feel like it, it had to be it had to be Tavares or like or Riley, I think would have been a great choice because he's been there. He's been there the longest and I just I don't know, I feel like Riley's I feel like his leadership skills are very good. So. Yeah. I um, guess with, with Tavares he's done it before. Like 
he's a dad now. Oh yeah. And, uh, like he, he's just like, he's, I love him, but he's just like the most boring person. Oh yeah. Just like, like even the blueprint thing. When you're like, <laughs> like, thank you for this opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, uh, this is a great honor. Yeah. This is, a, what do you say at the start? This is a hell of a surprise. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Talking to his Thanks, wife. Thanks, John. Talking to his wife. Like, oh, so this is why you didn't answer my FaceTime. <laughs> he's just, he's just so boring. I love that meme that's, that goes around and shows a picture of him and it just says, I'm in a state of total euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but like, so it's the most safe choice. It's probably the the smart choice. Um, I mean, he came here, signed, took way less money to come here. Uh, is from Oakville or whatever. Like, yeah, probably dreamed of this his whole yeah. life. Like, I am so down for that to be the person that represents um, the team. And if you told me like 12, 13 years ago when Tavares was playing for the Jennies that. In 10 years, yeah. he would be the captain of the Leafs. I wouldn't believe you, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. but I would be so stoked. I'd be like, that sounds amazing. I can't wait for 2019. Uh, so that's mind-blowing. Um, someone said on Twitter, it might have been Oak Leafs, that uh, said, like, we've come so far as a franchise to to see John Tavares as our new captain as being an acceptable consolation prize. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's so true. Like, we just... There was so much talk about it, but like I, I don't think there was a better choice, uh, yeah. maybe other than Riley. But yeah, Tavares is he's he's perfect. They always talk about every, how he does everything right, yeah, and, and practice so hard. And, Babs likes him. Oh yeah, always. It's, when you're talking leaves, you gotta have Babs support. So. Oh yeah, and him coming out on the ice last night with the C and and the crowd getting amped yeah. and them saying like from Oakville, you're tw- the twenty fifth captain. I was like, okay, this is <laughs> yeah. incredible. I am so into this. Uh, I wish I was there, but. Mm. Um, and yeah, the blueprint video with his kid in the jersey, that's the cutest thing we've yeah. ever seen. Uh, we have to talk about uh, Babcock in that video. <laughs> <laughs> that is, as much as I can't stand him sometimes, he has some moments where he's just like the most stereotypical like caricature of a hockey coach. And it's so, so funny. Like You sit there and he's got the baby like like two and a half weeks old or whatever. Just like, meh, meh. and Babcock's just like, yeah, 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 I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah he's, he's fired, fired up. up. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid, but amazing. Oh, my God. Even Shanny was, you know, holding the baby, too, and he was just looking at Grandpa Shanny. Oh, yeah. My, I was showing my dad the video, and he goes, who is that? I'm like, that's Brennan Shannon. He's like, oh, my God. I'm like, yeah, he's a, he's a grandpa now. That's what he looks like. Um, yeah, that's uh, that was amazing. I, I'm I like The blueprint is one of the best things that Lisa done in a while. I love those behind-the-scenes look. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not it's no HBO twenty four seven, but no. oh man! But I wish all teams did something like that. Like yeah. it, it makes you feel like you know the players, and it's just such a smart idea. And like I was like I was at that musical last night, which I hated, but um, oh, yeah. And and I watched that blueprint video before the show started. And I was like, oh my god, this is, <laughs> this is the best thing ever. Um, Do you want to get into uh, why you missed the game last night? And you're, yeah, I mean, you yeah, were going so, on a, a couple uh, of tirade on Twitter. Today. So, so I haven't missed uh, a Leafs season opener since I was I'm gonna say like 11 <laughs> so like maybe 16 years ago um so that's not a thing I take lightly I just for me I'm, I'm always like game first game of the season yeah. I'm watching it in the basement maybe by myself yeah. maybe with you um they almost always lose it yeah, seems so, yeah. and especially to Ottawa I'm like god damn it um I always think of the first game back from the lockout when they lost in the shootout to Ottawa and then I was mm, like oh, oh yeah, god the- damn it um, but yeah, so last night we uh, had tickets to see this musical. Uh, I did not know that it was going to be on opening night. I hadn't <laughs> checked the schedule. So Alessandro this week was like, yeah, we got the show on Wednesday. I was like, 
this Wednesday? <laughs> like like hockey Wednesday? <laughs> She's like, yeah, is that okay? I'm like, yeah, it's totally fine. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so we, we found a place to get dinner that thankfully had a TV, oh, which I was, I was kind of freaking out about. So I got to see the, the captaincy announcement okay. without any volume. Oh. So that was stupid. Um, and, and then I got to watch a bit of the first period, saw them go down one nothing. I was like, all right, screw this. Oh, Let's go to, to this stupid it. show. Um, the show was terrible. 100 <laughs> minutes long. People walked out. Uh, I wanted to walk out. <laughs> It was called The Band's Visit. I don't know. If you like it, good for you. Uh, I thought it was the worst thing I've ever seen. It won so many Tony Awards, so I, I don't understand it. Uh, so I was very frustrated. At one point, I turned to Alice and I'm like, I'm missing hockey for this. Like, <laughs> like I hope you recognize how how awful this is for me. Um, she hated it, too, so we weren't alone. But, yeah, that, uh, it was heartbreaking for me to do, to do that. And I obviously, I come out of the game, and I have a million texts <laughs> about things. Uh, like, oh, this happened, this happened, this happened. And I'm like, ugh. Uh, so yeah, I'm probably gonna try not to miss any more for the <laughs> the next little bit, but I mean, I'm sure stuff will come up, and I'll I'll have to be angry about it. Um, so like, w- I didn't see the game; I just saw highlights. What for you was the most memorable moment of the game? Watching the whole thing. Um, I think seeing Matthews and Nylander on the same line and seeing, oh, seeing what they're. I wish gonna, we could play a clip. Uh, seeing like, what they're gonna do. Remember when they didn't play together last year? Oh yeah. my god, that was so stupid. Yeah. Well, you know, Nylander missed training camp. So, you know, he had to get up to speed, so we had to put him on the third line with Connor Brown and oh god. Patrick Marlowe. Who did Matthews or, play with last year? Was it Marlowe and sometimes Marlowe and Ennis? Or Marlowe and Yonson for a little bit? I thought it was Kapanen and Oh yeah, it was Kapanen for a while too, wasn't right. It? Because wasn't yeah, Mar- for a was bit. it Marlowe on the third line or is that for playoffs? I don't know. It went all over the I place. Just, I just remember Nylander was playing with Brown and Marlowe at one point <sighs> in the playoffs. Oh, I, yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I only saw the clips, but seeing that that one like saucer pass. From oh yeah, Nylander to Matthews is like, oh my god, they they are so good together. I still truly believe that. The Nylander contract is going to be the biggest steal out of all the contracts that were I signed. I hope so. Um, I mean, you saw Debrink cut signed today for three years, 6.4. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Nylander for 6, 6.9. Uh, that I think it's going to work out well, especially if they're going to put him with Matthews. Like, I don't think there's any way he doesn't put up 70 points this year. Uh, yeah. Like, we'll see, but I, I really think that's going to end up being a good deal. He makes less than Kevin Hayes, for God's sake. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I just think that's overall an amazing, uh, amazing dude. That was a, a bark, a barking sound from the dog. Yeah, um, one, uh, one listener right now is a dog. So. <laughs> and also, Matthew's one-timer now being a thing. Oh, well, now that he's on his, like, his strong side, like, he's, I mean, that's it's kind of crazy to think that the last couple seasons on the power play, he's been on his off wing, and he's right. still been... Picking corners on any goalie. Like, Carey Price f- hates Matthews because he scores them every single time. <laughs> and now this year they moved him over to his, you know, his strong hand. Oh. And so now he can get his one-timer off. Uh, if he gets a chance to load up a wrister, he can usually <laughs> he'll pick a corner on his strong side. Like, you know, I... It's just gonna be a, it's gonna be a totally different power play this year yeah. with a new coach, and new system. Yeah. But I, I still like I'll, I'll always say like I don't care what anyone says. I still like fully believe that Matthews is the best player on the team. Yeah. Um, just because like when he takes over a game, he like from what I saw like he just dominated. Yeah, uh, and it was like 
oh my god and marner's amazing Tavares is amazing like when they take over it's almost different because you just notice them because they're like really flashy yeah um with matthews like he's just on the puck the entire time yeah and it looks like he could score seven goals <laughs> he wanted to, he still had like so many posts last night he had the empty netter that he just missed he could have had four or five goals yeah. which is absolutely nuts um i'm looking forward to see what happens if he stays healthy um, which he, if he stays healthy, he's got some awards coming this year. I think. Yeah, like Rock Richard for sure if he mm-hmm. stays healthy. But I just I don't know. I have a feeling that like this is the season where you find out if he will now be labeled as being injury prone or whatever. Yeah. Uh, if he gets hurt again, and I I could see it happen, but I don't know. I I hope all the good health. And I always worry about the curse of being on the the cover of the game too. Uh, uh, I guess it's more of a football thing than hockey. But who's on? It was Subban last year, and yeah, he, well, he got traded. <laughs> it was McDavid the year before, and didn't he get uh, injured that year? He gets McDavid uh, gets injured. Like year, I think. Like, well, Either way, last, I always last year is the end of the season, so I guess it doesn't really count. But. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, and then um, yeah, so that's uh, that's amazing. Uh, we'll see what happens. Like I'm looking forward to that, and I'm looking forward to seeing how the D uh, plays out too. Do you have any um, super bold or specific predictions for what happens this season? For anything that happens this season? Um, I think Tampa is going to run the table again in the regular season. And I say again. regular season just because we saw how it played out at the end of last year. I'm so over people picking Tampa to win the cup. They, I'm like, how can you keep doing that? It's been six years. They haven't changed. <laughs> like they're, They got point locked up again for a cheap deal somehow. Uh, Stamkos still good. Kucherov still good. Yeah. Vasilevsky is a huge goalie and still good. He makes three point five million this year. Vasilevsky. Yeah. Doesn't <laughs> his new deal doesn't kick in until next year? Oh. So just a nice reminder that one of the best goalies makes less than four. Their million. their whole lineup is just stacked, and they still have prospects in their minor system who haven't even made the lineup yet. Right. Um. It's incredible. So they, like they got Taylor Radish, uh, Boris Kachuk. These, I can only think of the OHL guys, but these right, are all right. guys who who made the Team Canada World Junior teams and lit it up there. And and they got Anthony Sorelli, of course. Oh, so like Oshawa Jennings represent. Yeah, I only brought him up because he was an Oshawa General. Morale Cup winning goal. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, baby. I just, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I don't know Tampa's D as well. I know they got yeah. Hedman and Sergachev, yeah. but um, and Shattenkirk now for like hardly any oh yeah yeah so i don't even know how that's gonna go i wonder how they're gonna go into this season though because last year after running the table the playoffs that came around and i was like well i think they just haven't played meaningful hockey and that's why i don't think they'll i don't know if they'll have like the number one seed season this year because i don't know how you can motivate that group after last season and be like, oh, we got to play all 82. We got to play all 82. They're going to be like, yeah, we did that last year and, and ran the table yeah, and, and we, we lost. We got uh, shit kicked in by a team who yeah. never even won a round in the playoffs. Yeah. Like the I think existence. about, I think about the year that in, in basketball when Golden State won like 73 games in yeah. that season and then they lost to the Cavs. So then the season after, I think they won 62 games and they're like, screw this. Like there's no point in, in, in putting so much effort into the regular season. If it really has no impact. I mean, they're, they're still so good that they could take 50% of the games off and still probably get 115 points, which is nuts. But, um, yeah. Any other predictions Uh, for the Leafs or for the league in general? Oh, the Leafs, my prediction always cover bus. So (laughs) I mean, I mean more like specific predictions about, um, maybe players or, um, 
things that might happen over the course of the season or anything like that. Uh, obviously, it's cup or bust every time. Yeah, obviously. This, this is the year. Hashtag. <laughs> um, no, I, like, there's so many elite players on the Leafs that, like, you want to say, oh, I think Tavares is going to have a record-breaking year. I think, right. what did he get last year in goals? Was it 47 or 40? Did he hit 40-something? I think so. I think he gets 50 this year. Whoa, there, there you go. That's what I'm talking about, bull predictions. My bull prediction, um, Nylander and... Matthews will combine for more points than Marner and Tavares. Wow. Yeah. Now I, I, I don't know if that's even, I'm kind of just being insane for whatever reason. Uh, and it sucks because Nylander doesn't get first yeah. power play time. So that might not happen. Uh, probably won't happen. That's a terrible prediction as I'm now speaking it out loud, <laughs> but I'm just doing it cause I'm, I'm still on team Nylander right now. Um, so that's, that's one. I think Matthews, I think if he stays healthy, he's going to get 50, but my other, like, I, I do think he's probably going to get injured again, which I hate to say, yeah. but I, I just don't know. But I feel like that's going to happen. Um, I, I don't know what, I don't know how, what I think is going to happen with um, Anderson. Like, I, I don't know how many games he's going to play uh, this year or if he will be as dominant again. I trust Hutchinson as a backup a lot more than I've trusted any of the backups we've had in the last right, couple seasons. Right. So if they – I don't know how it Babs feels, but I would be totally okay if they gave a few games to Hutchinson here and there more right. than what they would give to uh, Sparks or right. McElhaney. I take back my prediction about uh, Matthews Nylander. That, that's, there's no way. I forgot that he wasn't playing on the first power play. There's no way that, that that's going to happen. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess my prediction sucks. Um, my prediction, my other prediction is the Leafs will play Boston again. Um, so it's what EA Sports has. They will win in game seven, uh, at home because they're going to get home ice. Uh, and they're going to come back from three, one, I almost said four, one down, but I don't want to go that far. They're going to come back from a two goal deficit in game seven to win the series. And then they're going to win round two against whoever and then lose in the third round that's my crazy I prediction i don't feel super confident but i'm just throwing weird things out if to they the go to another game seven with boston i don't know where my head will be at and i feel like i'm <sighs> yeah i can't handle another i said this last year i can't handle another game seven loss to boston and <sighs> this year i'm probably going to see the exact same thing i it can't hurts. handle it another hurts. game seven loss yeah it's and it's one of those things that like like, I, I can't even explain it to people that don't care about hockey as much as, as we do because, like, it is, th- like, the worst feeling. To, to dedicate so much of your yeah. time, like, eight months to watching a sport and then having it end in that way three times I f- is, like, it's it's heartbreaking. I feel like during the regular season, like, I... I openly, I'm very vocal about cheering for the Leafs in the playoffs. I feel like I am a terrible person to be around. Like, <laughs> I'm a if psychopath. you are watching a game with me, I am just awful. I will, if someone's like talking during play, I am just not a good mood. Not in a good mood. Yeah. I basically just 
zone out everything else around me and mm-hmm. just focus on the game. <laughs> I scream. Uh, I oh, I think it was game two this year. We were we were at my aunt's for a birthday or something like that, and I remember telling my parents like. Honestly, I'm going for like an hour and I'm dipping. Like, I'm not. I'm not watching the game over here with anybody. My parents are like you. You gotta stay. You have to. You can't just leave. So we ended up watching game two, and guess what? They lost. And I mean, somehow my family still likes me. But we watched game one at I think Buffalo Wild. Yeah. And that that's when I was like literally screaming. Oh yeah, you were like running around and, the restaurant and being a, a crazy person. That's yeah. that's why I have to watch the games by myself because if I'm in public. I'm I'm awful. Yeah. Um, if I'm at Maple Leaf Square, I'm awful and I'm grumpy. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I I can't it's do an it. Unhealthy, unhealthy uh, obsession, I guess we'd call it. Uh, yeah. It just gets very, very aggressive and, and uh, not healthy. I would say. Yes. Um, yeah, I I agree with all those things. Um, I thought I was gonna have one more prediction. Uh, I was just going to say that like I have so little, like I have much less interest in the regular season this year just because it feels like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like the Leafs are going to get 100 points, I, I think, knock on wood. Um, and it's basically just deciding who are they playing. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to get super emotionally invested in the regular season, which I mean, I'm kind of trying to convince myself of that because I don't want to be emotionally invested in 82 games again because it just by the time you get to playoffs you're so exhausted and that's all that matters so the thing that keeps me excited during the regular season is uh the conversations on twitter uh when matthews and them score and people gif like their sellies or like yesterday when uh, the Matthew's reaction after the Nylander pass, and you could hear him mouth. You see him mouthing like, "What a fucking pass!" <laughs> yeah, it's just fired up about <laughs> it. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. So just like I don't know, that's how I keep invested. It's just following, following the Twitter, Twitter discourse. Um, I don't know. Who is your um, Who's your dark horse contributor this year? Like one player on the team that you think is going to like far surpass expectations? Probably someone from the bottom six or D. Um. I want to say Morsey, but mm. just based off preseason, even last night, I will say Frederick Gauthier is going to oh, have... Oh, you're going with the GOAT. I'm going to say he's going to have a breakthrough season. Okay. And a breakthrough for him would be like 15 goals, I guess. Like, mm. he's not going to, like, I, he's not going to put up 20, but I could say, I could say Freddie's going to have a good year. Okay. Uh, I also would maybe go with more, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Moore is playing on the Matthews line at some point in yeah. the season. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, the Russian guy. I was going to say uh, him Mikheyev, too. I think yeah. I just think that uh, he's so big and he seems to be pretty decent on the penalty kill. Mm-hmm. Um, he once he gets like a little better with his English and he can kind of like communicate better with people, I think um, he might actually. Uh, so, someone just really gave good. the guy some soup as yeah. well. <laughs> he just loves his soup. <laughs> and I guess the players call him Big Soup, and that is incredible. <laughs> uh, I'm so into that in, in so many hilarious ways. Uh, and I and I I have a feeling that Sandine is going to be. Uh, like, he might find himself in the. Uh, he, no, looked, he looked. I don't know. He's he going to be out, really He good. didn't look out of place last night. Yeah. And, and there's no point of them keeping him for the whole season if he's going to play eight minutes a night. Yeah. I just don't see the point. So I would not be shocked if at some point, barring in, based on what happens with injuries and stuff, if he is like tried out in the top four for did a little you, bit. Did you see like Babcock's? 
quote about him where he's like, we tried everything. We tried giving him the hard games. We tried giving him the easy games. Yeah, tried playing him 30 yeah, minutes a night. Yeah, and the guy just kept coming back. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> like, because because I'm pretty sure that, like, the top six that we're starting the season with, like, aside from injuries and stuff, is going to be very different from the one that starts the playoffs. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if CC isn't even playing for them by the time the playoffs come around. Um, just because I think Sandine is going to, like, outplay the, the crap out of some of these guys and yeah and babcock might not be able to deny it at some point and be like <laughs> uh we have to put sandine with riley yeah. or or with somebody else which would be incredible uh i think the i, I think that the pairs will struggle from the start but i think sandine will be the one constant where they're like wow this guy's really good and everyone mm-hmm. he plays with seems to be really solid um but the other pairs i they just are weird combos they're going to struggle for sure we, I mean, I'm trying to think of the schedules to start the season. So we had Ottawa yesterday, uh, Columbus, Columbus Friday, Friday, Montreal, Montreal Saturday, and then St. Louis is yeah, next Saint week. Yeah, St. Louis and so then Tampa, got, I think. So next week is going to be a, the big challenge for the team, yeah. I think. I mean, I'm not sure. Yeah, St. Louis is the Stanley Cup champion. but yeah. Do you have a cup pick? You can't say Toronto. Um, or even a finals pick. I am still a big believer in Vegas. I think oh, okay. I think Vegas. Yeah. I think they got screwed a bit last year. Yeah. I think if they had beat San Jose, Vegas would have been in the Stanley Cup final. I forgot again. about that game. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that that's a good pick. Because like, the they haven't they haven't lost anybody of value. They still got Flurry in that. Right. They if anything they've added they got Mark Stone there now. Mm. Uh, and they got him long term. Right. They brought up their best prospect Cody Glass. They still got uh, still got Pacioretty and Carlson and Marcheseau. So, I mean, if anything, it's still the same question mark that was there before, their defense. And they've proven that it doesn't matter. Their D is just – their D can get it done. So, right. you know, I think Vegas, barring a no, no more bullshit refereeing, I think Vegas yeah. can make the finals again. Yeah. That's I'm a- trying to think who else would be – who else is like a good contender in the West. And I don't know. I th- St. Louis, I, I, I don't yeah, think they, they I don't think they can do it again. Yeah, it's tough. Um, I am gonna say, I mean, I'm not super confident in these predictions, but I am gonna say Colorado makes it to the final for the West. I don't know if that's gonna happen, but mm-hmm. um, that's I'm just just how good McKinnon was in the playoffs. Like, who knows? Uh, and the West just seems like anyone could win it. You just want to continue the trend of a Leaf being traded away and <laughs> like, signing with another yeah, team, exactly. and then their team makes it to the finals. Yeah. Ozzy last year. Oh, God. Yeah, so Colorado on that side. And then, uh, I mean, I feel like the East is, is going to be whoever comes out of the Atlantic. Yeah. Um, Do you think? And, I mean, I, I'm not, I can't say the Leafs because I just, I just won't. Uh, I can't see it being Boston. But I also like I can't put it on Tampa, so I have no idea. Uh, let's go with uh, Colorado Washington, Washington for a final, again? and then uh, and Colorado wins the final. I mean, I don't know. I don't think they have the goaltending, but I mean, if the, as every year goes by, I'm like, does goaltending even matter anymore? <laughs> it seems, it seems it's like was definitely not the greatest goalie in the league last year, and St. Louis was found it's, a way to it's nuts. win. So. Uh, and I guess we'll finish this. Uh, this episode yeah we, yeah, we gotta go see joker so yeah we're gonna know. see joker uh so we'll probably do a joker podcast <laughs> uh the bottle buds we'll do that um and then honestly like another thing i want to talk about is i got really into wrestling this summer for oh, the first boy, time yeah. in a long time i'm on the wwe network right now <laughs> uh we went to SummerSlam. uh it was so stupid we were so high up in our seats but 
I had a blast. <laughs> Brock Lesnar so got d- put through an announce table and <laughs> yeah. dreams came true that Yeah, day. all $85 was worth <laughs> it on, on just that moment. I, I'm just so into it. Uh, so Hell in a Cell is on Sunday. I would love to do a podcast on that. Uh, I don't know if anybody even is interested <laughs> in hearing us talk about wrestling, but I can't stop talking about it. So I think it would be hilarious uh, now that AEW started too. Um, but I wanted to finish this one with... Uh, what are some things you heard this week or last couple weeks in the hockey world, like quotes or anything that you were just like, what, like, why is this being said? We already talked about one, like before we went and started recording. So we could talk about that one first. That's the, the I'm uh, trying to think. Cause like, so we're, we were talking about the Jim Houston quote oh, God. Uh, in the game last night, which I didn't hear, but literally everyone was texting me about it. Um, so I guess you're probably better at explaining it than me, but yeah, for some reason during the broadcast, he thought it was necessary to bring up the, the Matthews incident from the summer. And immediately once he starts talking about it, you're like, oh boy, this is can only go this can only go down from here. Yeah. And he started comparing it to Patrick Kane. And if it wasn't if it wasn't bad to start, it just took a huge drop. When he mentioned Patrick Kane, you're like, oh right. no, Jim. Yeah. Jim yeah. No. Don't go Jim, there. Jim, Rape no. allegations, everything. And it's basically implied that Similar to Patrick Kane's career where he had some uh, issues. Yeah, he literally said, uh, he was talking about the, I guess, the drunken thing, but he was like, yeah, he got in trouble in a time when there were too many cameras around, (laughs) which is already, that whole statement is problematic, and he hasn't even finished (laughs) the sentence, but too many cameras around, and then... He just kind of goes on and is like... But he, uh, you know, he prevailed and uh, he won won some awards and he won the Stanley Cup or something. Basically kind of saying, like, that... Patrick Kane was over, was I don't know by winning Stanley Cups and scoring lots of goals, he was able to overcome being a drunken idiot and uh, and he what did he finish the quote with? And that's how you put a little problem. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> that's I'm how like, you put a dude. Problem. What the hell? Like, I I can't believe that he said that. I can't believe Sportsnet has not uh, like put out a statement because yeah. people are losing and now like. Everyone said like he was talking about he said Wisconsin, so he was talking about like the big party thing in 2012 or whatever. But so he wasn't talking about the rape allegations, and he wasn't talking about the taxi cab what thing. The hell was but it, it de- but it doesn't matter because what was the Wisconsin thing? I don't remember. Apparently, he was just like super wasted, and like there, people were taking videos. Of I him thought he was, he was talking was about the taxi incident. I I don't apparently not, but like the fact that we can even sit yeah. here and talk about being like which of these problematic <laughs> things that Patrick Kane did is he talking about is is why you should never bring him up in that respect and then yeah. basically justify it by being like well yeah like he did bad things but it's okay because he won a stanley cup <laughs> that is so ridiculous and insane but it's also the most like old hockey guys yeah. um like thinking ever so i just i i hate that i can't believe you said you know it. it's you're you know it's a bad quote and your play-by-play partner basically doesn't say anything oh my god craig, craig Sims is probably like he's like oh my god jim shut <laughs> he's up he's like uh, so face off <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that is the worst um yeah so that was one big quote that i, that I heard from the week that was bad uh i mean i'm sure there's going to be more don cherry will we'll say stuff on saturday that's going to be super didn't, sketchy didn't don cherry already come out and like in support of matthews or something like that probably sure like just, i just see a sweet silver somewhere when he's like i remember oh, when yeah, toronto when didn't have all this crime i'm like what the hell so he'll say some sketchy stuff brian burke is basically just trying to be the new don cherry so yeah. he'll say more stuff so as the season goes on we'll definitely have more things to say Brian Burke is going to be on a lot more this year because they got rid of Kiprios. 
Ambrose, Shannon. Right, right. So yeah, even last night, I noticed like it was him, Merrick, and Friedman. Right. So Burke's gonna have a whole whole new platform. Oh yeah, can't wait for that. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up. Uh, we are just gonna start doing podcasts about random stuff. Uh, we're not gonna have one thing all the time. So uh, if you want us to to ch- talk about other things, we probably will. We're not gonna Any always topic. be talking leaves. Any topic. We might not even know anything about it, but hey, we'll just sit down and fire <laughs> yeah. fire off. Some. Yeah, leave us a note. I want you to talk about banana peels and i mean i could probably do that for 60 minutes i love hearing my own voice um, hope i don't slip on one <laughs> uh so yeah we're, we're looking forward to that uh i hope you are excited for the season if you don't like the least that's okay too um i i thank you for listening this far it's been like an hour we're gonna yeah. go check out joker um i don't know what we're gonna think but i'm so excited to see mm-hmm. it um and then yeah hell in a cell there's so many things happening right now it's sick uh thank you for listening and uh enjoy the rest of your week Bottle Buds out. Peace.